You're listening to Holy Family Parish in Hanover, Ontario, Canada. We're so glad you could join us for this presentation. For more podcasts and video, and to learn more about us, visit our website at holyfamily.ca. like she looks at the bible and then up at the sky like is it going to happen now maybe she's reading revelation you think we did last week book of revelation chapters i mean the girl i mean the girl in the video yeah i know i know she reads the bible and she goes like as if you know hey friends from someone shouted from thursday night appetizer apartment window above her hello everyone welcome to thursday night appetizer it's august the 19th 2021 and um this sunday is august 22nd i believe the 21st sunday in ordinary time bet you didn't want to know that but anyway here we are um charles and i both here charles is of course off center is he always, always is. off center he what can am I never doing? figure out no where to sit what i'm doing there we go I, uh, I am cheating because i can see myself up there too anyway. okay um uh, you know you don't say anything else i'm gonna say the rest so we are working through a theme right now the theme has been great i've been really enjoying reflecting on taste and see um god has compassion on us we are hungry and lost so he sends his son jesus to feed us with himself last week was about the uh making uh jesus became tangible a real person a real physical person um and was in mary's womb um very cool her encounter with elizabeth so that's a good one if you missed it go back and watch it and also the Thursday Night Appetizer is just one of four parts of a weekly cycle, which we call Letting God's Word Soak Into Your Heart. Four ways. The background are on Tuesdays, a little write-up, a little written reflection on the gospel coming up. The Thursday Night Appetizer, Thursday night at 8 p.m. Sunday homily, of course, and discussion, which are discussion questions published every week for you to use for personal reflection, discussion with a friend or family member, or in your small group. Ideally, that's what we would like. So, that's how you can let God's Word soak into your heart. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So this week we're going to be... Uh, Taste and see that Charles is over there. Here. Um, he's here with us. You know what, Sam? I love you that. You are that sh- incarnate. I am incarnate. Although if you're watching or listening to this, I am not. I'm virtual. Sorry. But in person, I'm incarnate. Usually. Um, that's a snappy shirt. I like that shirt. It reminds me of one I have. It's a little big on me, I must say. A little bit. <coughs> a little bit <coughs> roomy. A little bit roomy in the middle there. Like it's... <laughs> Almost like it's been stretched out by someone. <laughs> oh boy. But someone tangible and incarnate. So this week I think it makes me look like I'm wearing a tent. This week, um Jesus is faced with an ultimatum. And that's a problem. I actually think that ultimatums are something that I don't know about you. So were the apostles kind of though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were they were like, well, okay. First, I was going to say, I, I believe that this is something I've done to God before. It's like, okay, God, ultimatum time. Either you do this, or, or you, you or show else. me this, or else I'm out. Last one. <laughs> Last chance. See ya, God. Yeah. Um, they said that many of his disciples say to Jesus, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? What's the teaching? Reminder, that's what the whole series is about. Taste and see. We're looking at John's gospel principally over the last several weeks, chapter 6. 
uh, taste and see because Jesus himself is a bread of life who gives himself to us so that he can give us the gift of eternal life by giving himself to us so that we can actually eat him, taste and see. Okay, this is difficult. Who can accept it? And actually, interestingly, Jesus turns those words around and says to the, the disciples who are questioning this and coming up with an ultimatum, who can accept this? He says, does this offend you? Um, you know, he knows what's in the hearts of the people around him, just as he knows what's in our hearts. He knows what we're thinking, what we're feeling, probably even better than we're aware of ourselves. Um, and actually, verse 66, it's, it's kind of dramatic. It is a dramatic moment. Many of the, his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? The moment of ultimatum. And sometimes in people's lives, not me yet, but I felt it, um, turn away from God because something doesn't happen that they believe God owed them. Something that they they thought, of, well, if God is real, how can this be happening? And actually that thought we can hang on to and keep struggling with because it's so hard. And I would even say for myself, the people I know who have walked away from God have not completely walked away from God because God has not walked away from them. But it's tough. It's really hard. And, and sometimes I feel like we can do no better than, than, than uh, listen to what Peter says at the end. Simon Peter, as he's called here in verse 68, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's a little bit of a background to this coming Sunday's gospel. As we complete this sequence of um, weeks on the theme, taste and see. So Sam, if you want to lead us in prayer and uh, read the gospel passages, we'll reflect on it as you listen and hopefully participate as well. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we echo these words to you at the uh, onset of our time of reflection. To who else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Throughout this whole series, Taste and See, we've been reflecting on how you've given yourself to us, how you, you've poured out your life for us, and you gave us the Eucharist, you gave us the bread of life, which came down from heaven, which is you, for the salvation of our souls, to give us this true food and true drink. And we're so grateful, Lord, for, for this gift, for what you've done for us. But we also know, Lord, that there are many um, discouragements, many things that we face that make us wonder, should we continue? So we ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to come upon us, help us to call those times to mind, and also to see that you are the only way you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you inspire us and help us to receive you today in the gospel. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this moment, for this reason, I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God.
whenever you're ready, Sam, we can share a bit on uh, what we hear the Holy Spirit saying to us uh, this evening. Okay, two words for me. Um, first one is difficult. This teaching is difficult. And the second one is useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both negative, I guess. Um, this teaching is difficult. It just... I was just remember. I was just recalling all the times I've been, all, all the times I've heard someone say something to the effect of, I, "I like what you're saying." Not that I go around just like I don't. People get the idea that I just go around evangelizing all the time. It's as hard for me as it is for everybody else. Okay, but at the same time, I do end up in conversations a lot of time about religion, about Christianity, about the church, whatever. Sometimes with fallen away Catholics, Christians from other faiths, whatever, and. Um, this te- the teaching, the difficulty of embracing the teaching is sometimes a stumbling block for people. Mm-hmm. They feel that the teaching of the church, especially the Catholic church, which appears from the outside to have many rules, just sort of arbitrary rules that we must, that we have to follow, mm-hmm. you know, precepts, tenets that we have to like follow or else you're like sinful, you know, they feel that that would be too difficult and it would make their life worse. Right. That's like kind of an argument that I hear a lot. Um, and I, you know, you can relate to that because it does seem like that sometimes it's like, you know, basically it can seem like, oh, all the fun things that we want to do are against the rules. Mm-hmm. The teaching is too difficult. So basically if I want to be free, here's the argument, if I want to be free, then I should avoid being part of the church because it has all these rules. Right. Yep. It's common. an affront to my freedom. Sure. Right. It's going to constrict me or restrict me too much. Yep. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, um, this, the flesh is useless. I actually kind of wanted you to speak about that a little bit because this scene, you would, at first glance, this would confirm something that um, a criticism people have of the church, which is that we feel the flesh is bad, right? Yeah. Or that sort of the spirit transcends the flesh. Yep. In a way that the flesh becomes like sort of dirty and like temporary and Mm -hmm. yucky. And the spirit is where it's really at. You know, like that seems to be what Jesus is saying. Yeah. I don't think it is because I know sort of the rest of the story, but I wondered if you could speak to that at some point. And yeah, actually those were, those would relate to the words I was choosing and it, they tie in, I think. Um, so my words were spirit and flesh. Uh, verse 63, it is a spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. So I was thinking you have to be like really enter into the whole of John's gospel just to understand how important this is. Verse 53, which actually will be read out this Sunday prior to verse 60, um, says, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And then he goes on to say, um, however, that the, the spirit gives life, the flesh is useless. I think the thing is, um, that word flesh, referring to our physical flesh, but also just our human condition, is really useless. I mean, not that doesn't mean worthless or bad. It's just like, um, Romans chapter 8 says all of creation is is kind of doomed to futility. Um, by itself, it's falling apart. And the reason for that is because the whole created world, including our human flesh, is separated from God. What happens when anything is separated from God? It eventually dies. That is, everything is slowly dying. Uh, scientists would use the term to describe the end of the universe as like heat death, right? Entropy. Entropy, yeah. Um, there's an inclination for order to dissipate. Chaos. Yeah. Dohu Wabohu. Dohu Wabohu. Anybody remember that? That's from, from way back uh, in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Genesis, like the, the chaos, the original chaos. Yeah. But prior to the original chaos is God's word. That's a really important thing. 
John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. So, underlying all of this stuff that's falling apart is an original creation out of God's own Word. Jesus is the Word of God. Everything that comes to be is good and intended for eternity, but separated from God, futility. That's our human flesh. That's not actually over until the end of time. We're doomed to futility. By itself, the flesh is useless. So, when Jesus uses the word spirit, he doesn't mean something that is completely separate from the flesh. It's really important. In fact, probably the best interpretation of the word spirit in the Bible would be to refer to that part of us that can receive the Holy Spirit. That who we are, body, soul, and spirit, the spirit refers to the capacity that we have for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us. That's extremely important. Isn't the word in Hebrew synonymous with breath? Yes. Right. Pneuma. Breath. Ruach is the Hebrew. Ruach, yeah. And then pneuma is the Greek. Probably the word pneuma here. I'm showing off my very, very, very limited knowledge. It is knowledge the breath that gives Greek. life? Kind yeah. Of a, the, the, that makes saying? sense, doesn't it? The breath mm-hmm. of life, actually. So, Well, in its small spirit, like a small s? Yes. You know, uh, we are, so we are talking about the Holy Spirit. We are talking about that that there's something in us that kind of resonates like a, you know you probably know what the what's what is it when when two two things resonate what hap- what's going on in resonance um are you thinking like harmonic resonance yes 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 what is that what goes on there um it means that the resonation the, the, the resonance of one thing causes a harmonic resonance in another thing um so like if you uh like a certain note on a guitar for instance will cause mm-hmm. another string to vibrate at that the same on like a, a different frequency a harmonic frequency which is like it's related they're related mathematically to each other mm-hmm. yeah it's a bit like harmony yeah the, the wavelengths coincide at different points so they end up being like they sound to, like they're together right they sound like they're almost like one uh yeah this this i think is great like this is this yeah. is like the holy spirit and our spirit somebody's probably gonna fa- if there were more people watching this show they would fact check me on that probably find out i was all wrong sounds right though but but uh, the the mass responses if you're at mass, whenever the priest says, "The Lord be with you," or the deacon, I'm proclaiming the gospel at mass. The people now respond more more literally translation translating the original language of Latin, and with your spirit, like right. our spirits are resonating with each other. Mm-hmm. That is in harmony with each other. The other thing about resonance, which I think is interesting, dear your, your analogy here, yeah, your metaphor, is uh, resonance builds. Mm. right you can have what's called a resonance cascade mm. which means it actually gets to be self-sustaining and increasing mm-hmm. um to the point that it can be extremely destructive right I've heard of so that. for instance like if you read if you have a, a wine glass and you achieve the resonance of that wine glass whatever that frequency is mm-hmm. and it builds it can destroy the wine glass right and in engineering the tacoma narrows bridge was a, an example of a cascade a resonance cascade which is near Seattle, Washington. Yeah, Washington. It was, it was a bridge, a, a suspension place, bridge right? that collapsed yeah. because the resonance of the wind caused a wow, like the sound of basically the sound of a wind hitting the bridge, hmm. which is energy. Sound which is energy. energy. It was a vibration right. Right. frequency. Was the resonant frequency of the bridge itself, and started to build and build and build. It started a cascade, right? Like a basically a um, uh, chain reaction. Yeah, and destroyed the bridge. The bridge started to go like this, mm-hmm. and then people were killed and cars ended up in the, I've in heard the of channel this. and it's why um it's all a 
beside the point. That's why professional engineers wear an iron ring. That iron is from the bridge. No kidding. Yep. It's, I did not know that. <laughs> to remind engineers that their uh, work is uh, has real costs, real implications. Actually, I think this ties right in. Is is that because then he says so much trivia. Well, <laughs> these natural analogies are not coincidences. They're mm-hmm. like God has built into creation. Remember the word in the beginning was the word and nothing came to be into being outside of that the word of god everything that comes to being comes to being in the word of god which is to say with meaning and intelligibility built in already before even before we fall away from god and we're falling apart and our flesh is useless there's this inner resonance in all things but more importantly the words jesus says verse 63 the words i've spoken to you are spirit and life okay let me our human flesh resonates because our human flesh is animated. Another word in Latin would be like anima is spirit, right? Our, our human flesh is resonant with the Holy Spirit. That resonance is what leads us to transcend the limitations of who we are in this flesh. And I think it's really important to recognize, like, as wonderful as flesh is, we as Catholics are very much, the word would be incarnational. That is, we have a faith that is ad- addressing us in the flesh, just like God came to address us in the flesh, like Jesus, the Eucharist, the, the bread of life. It is an inner resonance that matters, that brings all of this to life. And not just the life of ordinary life, but Jesus calls himself a life, which is, uh, verse 68, Peter says this, you have the words of if eternal life, like that's the life to which we're all being called in, into which we're all being transformed by his spirit. Um, it's a bit like, um, I'm thinking about, um, you'll know this better than you, you I like the trivia you know, so I'm just gonna appeal to you once again where um, I think in the Lord of the Rings, Sam and Frodo are talking about there are things happening, or maybe it's Gandalf, I don't remember. It's like, there's like a hand, there's a power, there's a force at work in the universe that is for good, that is bringing good out of out of a terrible evil in, this, in, this, in the story. Um, there is a resonance that we can almost, I think, let's just put it like this. Sometimes we can recognize, we can see and believe um, like Peter can, and Peter's grasping, right? He hasn't quite got it figured out. He never will really in this life, but this is before the resurrection. This is before before Pentecost. He says, we have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. It's like he is on that journey of recognition. He can feel his spirit within himself Mm -hmm. resonating with the Holy Spirit and that these words of Jesus really are spirit and life my words are spirit and life and that's where his response comes from mm-hmm. that's, that's where he draws his response yeah or to whom can we go yeah he realizes that you know there's this connection yep and um he sees there's no other way yeah Which, uh, that's uh, that was also something i i feel like this might be one of my most quoted Ones bible that, verses that in the whole bible the that i yeah. quote the most lord to yeah. whom can we go yeah give the words of eternal life you might notice that it's also on our theme mm-hmm. right there um, yeah, but, um, and the reason I quote it so much is because I'm often, uh, just to be perfectly honest, I feel like I'm often asked, do you also wish to go away? Mm-hmm. Whether it's by myself or by something that's happening, sort of like, that's like a sense that I have, right. uh, you know, do I want to continue? Right. Yep. Yep. It's like, a, it's kind of like a daily choice you have to make, um, yeah. where you're like, you're like asked this every day. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like maybe our viewers can can relate to you know just at times how difficult it is you know mm-hmm. like they said this teaching is difficult how difficult it is to to want to follow jesus you know even if you're not totally sold on it you know maybe there's a resonation there's something resonating with you as we're mm-hmm. speaking 
and you've been thinking about it or you are thinking about it, maybe like there's another step that you're just afraid to take because it's so difficult. And I feel like this, we get asked this question, do you, do you also wish to go away? Do you want to join the people that have left? Many people have, right? And I feel like I just, by the grace of God so far, I've, I've always been able to say, Lord, to whom can I go, right? There you have is, the words of eternal yeah. life. And like, there, like where else, what else can we turn to? You yeah. know, is it, is it another religion? Is it another teacher, someone with, a be, with better ideas, someone with an easier way than the Christian religion? Like where, who, to who else can we go? When I think of all those things and I think of all the possibilities, there's nothing, mm-hmm. right? I come up empty. Lord, to whom can I go? You have the words of eternal life and that's why I stay. There you go. So what strikes me about what you just said in relation to the disciples who leave and the disciples who stay is that we're all in the same boat. It's like, what are we supposed to do? Because the flesh is useless. Like, what is the flesh? Again, like, I'm just going to say, now I'm thinking about flesh as like everything human or natural by itself is, we were talking about this, I think a couple of weeks ago, is like, we're under the sway of death. We all, we all are. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're trapped. This existence as we know it now is a trap. And nobody get you know, there's a saying like, nobody gets out of here alive. Is it from a song? I don't know where it's from. Nobody gets out of here alive. It's, um... I think that's a connect. Maybe a movie or something connected with uh, the Doors. I've heard Jim, of that. Jim, Jim Morrison, I think, was the singer, lead singer of the Doors back in the '60s. But the point is, it's true. Nobody gets out of here alive. And now what? Okay. So it's like a choice of like stoic resignation. I'm just going to be as apathetic and indifferent to everything as possible because I'm not going to let this touch me. Or like uh, nihilism is like jump into the nothingness. And embrace it just that or is like you know we're here for a good time not a long time so just like have a good time enjoy life eat drink and be merry all those things actually i think are actually to be honest with you Sam, those are legitimate options that we human beings have mm-hmm. but there is something about us even i would say despite myself or despite ourselves that is made for eternal life that like actually i believe our spirit resonates like starts to hum with life with eternal life when the Holy Spirit is offered to us. And, and and Peter is being drawn in to this great mystery, which, and I think this is really, really important, is not a possession that he can hold or we can hold. Like, oh, aren't we lucky? We're the Christians. We're the ones who stayed. Aren't we the good people? No, no. It's like almost like the opposite. It's like, okay, so if you know this, you cannot keep it to yourself. You just can't keep it to yourself because it's this resonance is going to like start to, resonate with people around us that's so important otherwise otherwise we can damp it down too right right and it comes out in it comes out in a joy mm-hmm. sometimes externally sometimes as a blade yeah but i would say there's also something that's more like resonance mm-hmm. uh, with someone who's like who's really has the spirit you know really really is connected to god sure where just even in their presence without any other you know, yeah i think we could say that about the saints i think we talked last week about that the saints were people like that, that just by being in their presence, there were, people would say there was something about them mm-hmm. in their presence that just changed me or was yeah. affecting me. There was a resonance there, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing I like about this gospel is that it gives us a glimpse into God's respect for our freedom to walk away. And I, that's kind of a scary thought to me. Um, but that is um, the only way in which we can enter into relationship with God 
that he wants to have with us, father to child, father to son, father to daughter, is by um, accepting the fact that we are free to walk away. Peter is free to walk away. It's not being drawn is not being compelled. Well, no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Right. Be permitted to come mm-hmm. as well. Well, I just like that idea that there, there's space. I've been around people. Yeah. Like, so that, you, well, you know this, is a, I guess any of us, hopefully, who are Christian might have some sense of this. It's like, we offer, we invite, we create space, but it's not by... It's not, it's not by trying to compel people to believe just because we know something is true. That's because that's not belief. It's not faith. Mm-hmm. We need to give people space, even if they do walk away and know that we're actually still connected to them. I, I have friends and family who have walked away from faith in insignificant and invisible ways, but that doesn't mean they're not friends and family still that I'm not, I'm still connected to them. And, and that, I don't know how, but God is going to work through me and has worked through me and on other Christians in their life to, to, to so that they're not disconnected from him, even though they've walked away. That's tough, though. Honestly, that's tough. Okay, why don't you close us in prayer? That was a very, very depressing note to end on. <laughs> and I think that's great, because I like things that, when they're bleak and depressing. As long as you remember, depressing. it was. No. I was thinking about all It's the... good that God gives us freedom. That's not depressing. Yes, depressing people walk away. Well... It's sad. Well, our, our message to our viewers is, please don't walk away. You make it sound so simple. Jesus has the words of eternal life. It is that simple. That's one level. For sure it is. Um, Besides, this is where the joy is. That's not joy. That's just weird and scary. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I hope that if you are watching or listening or someone you know has walked away from Jesus, it's like, there's still space. There's still there's still hope for for you and for all of us and for anyone in your life who may have walked away. That's actually extremely important for for Peter. Think of Peter. He stayed, but I wonder if he looked around as someone leaving and said, "But I really love that person. I care about that person." And he stayed with Jesus. And there's still hope that somehow Peter himself will be an agent or a, a catalyst for transformation for others. That this resonance of spirits, like I was saying before, we were saying before, is not just confined to us for us hard it's hard to watch people we love walk away it is yeah so we need to pray that's actually really important really really important you need to pray and let the resonance build in us Mm -hmm. and grow and become more and more in tune right tune is yeah is a similar thing it's like setting a a resonance Mm -hmm. to match match something else right to tune it yep so we need to become more and more in tune with with the holy spirit with jesus Mm -hmm. um and that that involves like you know getting rid of well, a whole bunch of things, but the more we do that, the more we will have that resonance, be able to spread it, be able to affect affect the lives of people around us for the better. So I just want to say, too, we're coming to, this is the last uh, in a series of Thursday Night Appetizers, focusing on the theme, Taste and See, and, and just having been part of this series as one of the presenters, along with Sam, I want to say, I hope that you continue, anyone watching and listening, continue to allow God's word to resonate with your spirit perhaps through Thursday Night Appetizer, we're going to keep it going uh, into the fall. Um, but especially through your own encounter with God's word and God's presence in your life. Um, and if we can do anything to help with that, we'd love to do that. Um, as Sam has been talking about uh, through Thursday Night Appetizer and Soaking in the Word, the backgrounder, Thursday Night Appetizer, hearing God's word preached and uh, reflecting on it, applying it to your life. So thank you so much for joining us for this series. 
and see you next week for whatever may lie ahead in God's plan for, for all of us. So we'll close in prayer, taste and see, uh, last of six episodes on uh, taste and see. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God in heaven, you've given us so much room in this life to, uh, to explore, to look around, to get to know the wonders of your creation, the potentialities that each one of us has, relationships and friendships. There are so many options, so many ways to go. And you have given us this amazing freedom, this gift of, of being able to choose our own path. Thank you for that gift of freedom. And thank you for helping us discover that freedom comes with choosing what is truly good, what, what endures. And that comes to us through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for being here with us through your word, allowing us to come to you, giving us the gift of your spirit who is drawing us to the Father through you. Thank you for allowing our spirits to resonate with your spirit. Build us all up in your life, in your joy, in your love, in your peace. Help us to reach out to all those in our lives who may have walked away with great hope, knowing that you have already begun to touch their lives as well. Thank you for being our bread of life, our the flesh and blood that we can receive and become part of so that in you, we are beloved children of God in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. We hope that you've enjoyed the Taste and See series. And I think what Charles was saying maybe is that we're not sure it's going to happen next week. Hopefully we'll be back. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We plan to be back. We plan to be back. So, so stick with us anyway. And, uh, and come anyway. Even if you're let down horribly by the fact that we're not there. That's, that's No, that's too negative. We plan to be there. <laughs> we'll plan to be there. And we will, we will, we will never leave nor forsake you. Well, God, except that we will. Except God will, though. We, no, God, God will, will never forsake you. God will you. never forsake you. We will. Well, we'll let you down. You. We'll let you down. So, um, gosh, what a stupid, depressing ending. Come on. In Christ, however, we will stay united with you no matter what happens in this life. God, Jesus Christ, keeps us united. How about that? That's yeah. true. Even if something horrible happens to both of us or you. In the meantime. You know one thing I really want to be thankful for to God <laughs> throughout this whole six-week series? <laughs> what? The amazing, amazing outfits we've worn Yeah. to display God's glory. I know. I know. Well, we'll just, I kind of want ordinary outfits, but anyway. Um, so I just want to say that, yeah, thanks, Deacon Charles, and uh, thanks all, all of you for watching. Let God's work soak into your heart uh, through these uh, Thursday night appetizers and also on Sunday at, uh, for the readings. And um, so keep in touch, everyone. We will talk to you soon. God bless you. Bye.